Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. Want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we get to speak with Adam Mendler. He's the chief executive officer of the Villas Group. He co-founded and oversaw ventures across various industries. Beverly Hills Chairs, a leading office furniture e-tailer, custom tobacco, a one-of-a-kind cigar customization e-commerce platform, and Velo's Solutions, a technology consulting and software development practice. Adam remains active in each portfolio company, giving strategic guidance and support. He also provides business thought leadership as a speaker to companies, universities, and nonprofit organizations. Adam is the host of the Personal Professional Development Podcast, 30-Minute Mentors. He is regularly cited in national media outlets as an expert, advisor, consultant, coach, and board member. Adam has a lot more to share about his extraordinary abilities that may give us the idea of how to get started. Let's listen in. Adam, so happy to have you here. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely, man. So we got connected through this powerful network and the world is an oyster because we're so close together. And I see that you, you know, you, you're based out of LA. I grew up in LA, so there's some connectivity there. Where in LA are you from? Sorry? Where in LA are you from? So I grew up in Corona, California. Sure. Yeah. And, um, I've got, I still have a ton of family out in LA and, um, or, you know, SoCal and, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's just great to speak with somebody who's still there. Um, so get it in. yeah, man. So Adam on hacks and hobbies podcast, we like to focus on journeys and we all have a journey. We all go through life, life's beautiful mazes and, and figure things out for ourselves. So learning about journeys, learning about you, you know, what fascinates me is that I get to hear the different struggles, the different things that you had to go through, that my guests had to go through. And it gives me an insight into, you know, what it takes to be successful, what it takes to really make it. And so I invite you to, you know, tell us your story. Tell us where you come from. What brought you to become an entrepreneur, a public speaker, your, the thought leadership that you bring, and all the amazing things that you've been doing in the world. Well, firstly, thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here with you, with your listeners, and um, be looking forward to this conversation. My path as an entrepreneur is a bit of an accidental one. It wasn't someone who grew up thinking I would ever be an entrepreneur. I, I love baseball. I 
always wanted to run a baseball team mm -hmm. and um, life kind of takes you in a different direction. And it took me at age 28 on this entrepreneurial journey at that point in my life. I worked for some really large companies, two huge companies in the financial services space, mm -hmm. two big companies uh, as an intern in the entertainment industry. I had worked for what was then the largest hedge fund in the world. I had worked for a huge global bank and I'd interned for what was then, um, the, I guess the second largest talent agency mm -hmm. uh, and um, one of the largest Hollywood studios. And it was all of that experience that sort of gave me this feeling that I was ready to try to do something a little bit different. I knew what life was like in corporate America. And I just had this itch that I wanted to scratch and felt like if there was ever the right time in my life to do something entrepreneurial, it was then and there, it was that moment. And I just went and did it. It was 2012. I yeah. felt like at that moment, my energy was never going to be higher. My expenses were never going to be lower. Mm -hmm. It was the right time for a lot of reasons. And I, went and took the leap. In the time since then, we've built a few different businesses in different industries. We have an office furniture business that we run called Beverly Hills Chairs. We're the leading sellers in the country nice. of refurbished Herman Miller Aeron chairs, refurbished Herman Miller Mira chairs, refurbished Steelcase Leap chairs. Mm -hmm. We have a cigar company called Custom Tobacco. You can create your own fully customized private label cigars in real time. We have a software development business mm -hmm. called Velo Solutions. We work with early stage to middle market companies on custom software development and technology consulting. And I've done a lot of writing and speaking. You mentioned that I do quite a bit of speaking to companies, to nonprofits, to universities. And it's really just a matter of being open-minded to where the opportunities take you and going. You know, one of the things that I talk a lot about when I, whether it's giving speeches to different audiences or talking to audiences like yours, mm -hmm. guests on podcasts or radio shows or wherever I'm speaking, if you could find something that you love doing that you're really passionate about, yeah. if you could find something that you're good at, you really excel at, and if you could find something that makes a difference in the lives of others, that helps people become better, that can really make a difference. You know you found it. You know that you're there. You know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't feel like a job. It doesn't feel like work. So hopefully everyone can get there. And that's why I love what I do. And I love, to the extent I can, helping people become their best selves and helping people take that next step on their journeys. That's really beautiful and very powerful. You know, going after what you're passionate, passionate about and doing it to the best of your ability, you got to give it all, right? You can't be dilly-dally, oh, I really like doing this, but I'm, I'm just going to do half of it. Like, the yeah. reason Beatles were so good is because they performed eight hours a day, every single day, 
for a few number of years because that was their job. And they got so good and so in tuned with each other is because they kept doing what they loved to do. And it, and, and it made them for the better and their legends. Uh, I love it. Did you read uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book? Mm-hmm. He used the Beatles as an, the example yep. of, yeah, well, I mean, what a, what a great example. What a great book. Yeah. I, I love the tipping point. I love blank, but uh, outliers where he talks about that one. Yep. Outliers. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Malcolm Gladwell, you know, a lot of the time, so he, he's got a, um, he's got a writing course on masterclass.com, which I took. And he's like, you know, everybody keeps bringing up the 10,000 hours, but he's like, the answer to that was that's just an average to get good at something for mastery to master anything you need a lot more than 10,000 hours, but to get to being good, that's 10,000 hours. And we see that in life, in life as we work through the different jobs that we have, we put in a ton of time and that's what helps us get, get to good. But to get to that great, you got to put in three times more hours in it. And, and what I see from your journey is that that's exactly what you've done, right? You put in your time into learning from people around you, learning from the entrepreneurs, learning from the amazing folks that are around you to be able to build these businesses. And that's beautiful. I appreciate that. And one of the reasons why I was inspired to start my podcast, 30 Minute Mentors, is because I believe so strongly in the power of mentorship. I believe so strongly in the importance of learning from others. Every step along the way, I've been the beneficiary of help from someone and oftentimes from many someones. Mm. And when it comes to mentorship, most people think of mentorship through the prism of one great mentor or two great mentors. And I've had great mentors in my life who've been so influential and impactful to me personally and professionally. And yeah. I think everyone should have a great mentor. But I, I also think it's important for listeners to think about a concept that I call mini mentors. Mm-hmm. And that's really where 30-minute mentors comes in. When I talk about mini mentors, I talk about people who might impact you once. It could be one phone call. It could be one meeting. It could be one encounter. Um, Or it could be an encounter once a year or once every five years. But it could be that one moment that makes such a big difference on your career or on your personal life or on the way that you think, on your mindset. And I, I can tell you, I've had so many mini mentors mm-hmm. who in addition to the handful of mentors that have been a part of my life that ha- have been so impactful to me and with 30 minute mentors i try to take this concept of mini mentors and marry it with my network of mentors my network of the best network of mentors possible 
We're talking yeah. about the most successful people in America, founders and CEOs of household name companies, celebrities and athletes, generals and admirals, people who have led organizations to incredible success, people who have done things that all of us hope to achieve. And my goal really is to call as much wisdom as I can in 30 minute increments to give listeners the opportunity to learn how to become as successful as possible, personally and professionally. So it's really that inspiration yeah. um, from, you know, being the beneficiary of great mentorship that I hope to convey to listeners through this podcast and through all the work that I do. Nice. I love it. And uh, what's, when you, when you mentioned the, the word mentor, you know, I grew up, you know, in, in, in SoCal. I went, I didn't go to high school here, but when I did come here, you know, um, I was told, you know, you should, you should go to a community college and go to community college. And then, you know, you, you go through, through the courses and then you go to a four-year college, but I truly didn't have a mentor that would say, no, 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 you need to take these courses, take this route and, you know, follow this. If you want to be, if you want to complete this phase of your life, like I didn't have, sure I had mentors and, and, and family, but they hadn't walked the path that I probably wanted to walk. But regardless, I wrote a note to myself that if, if I were to give, if I, if I were to write a note to my 20 year old self and, and tell him, you know, this is what you got to do. The one thing that I focused on was you got to find a good mentor. You got to find somebody that's doing what you want to do and mimic them. And that, and, and what's funny is that that's something that Gary Vaynerchuk tells everybody. If you want to be somebody, if you want to, let's say go to, you want to, you want to start your business, you want to you start your startup in, Retail, go work some for somebody that's in retail already. Learn everything that you can, right? Um, but regardless, it's- yeah, no, I think I think you really hit the nail on the head. And the thing that I hope listeners take away from what you just shared is it's never too late to have and cultivate a relationship with a great mentor. So in your case, you've recognized that you would have really benefited from having mentorship that you didn't have when you were in high school and college probably would have been far better suited. Had you had someone to really steer you in the right path, uh, educationally, professionally, it sounds like you had mentors on your personal journey, but on your educational and professional journey, you could have really benefited from some good mentorship, but, Having recognized that, sounds like you've gone out and sought mentors, whether they've been mentors who you've developed a personal relationship with or mm-hmm. whether you've bought into this concept that I talk about, about mini mentors and yeah. really um, cultivating that. So I, I hope all of your listeners can really take that to heart and recognize that there's no time in your life when it's too late to develop relationships with mentors with many mentors and 
Really, there's no time in your life when it's too late to do anything. I think that it's an important takeaway. We sometimes think about things and say that, I, I wish I would have done that back then. I wish I would have, you know, started this then. I mm-hmm. wish I would have. Instead of wishing, do it. Follow yes. your passion. Follow your heart. Follow what inspires you. Follow what motivates you. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Do what drives you. You have one life. It's yours. And, and the beautiful part is that when people say, I wish I had done that, well, you still have time. You are above ground, right? Yep. Colonel Sanders didn't start KFC till he was in his 60s. In fact, he wanted to commit suicide. He wrote a suicide note. And when he read it back, he's like, you know what? I want to live because he had a wife. He had kids. He's like, I want to live. I'm going to do what I always wanted. And he started the, the KFC company, which he later sold for multi-million dollars. And so, thanks to the Colonel, we have tons of unhealthy food all over America <laughs> and all over the world. So yes, God bless the Colonel. We do have that. We do have that. <laughs> you know, the takeaway is that it's never too late to start and do something that you love. I heard a story where a nine year, 90 year old woman climbed Mount Everest like that. I'm, I'm just, I'm just processing that because yeah, I, I can barely climb the staircase in yeah. my building and I can climb the staircase. In my mm-hmm. I, I prefer to take the elevator, yes. but uh, that's amazing. My God, pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And there are so many stories about, folks that are doing extraordinary things. And then later, I also discovered that, um, what's, his, what's his name? Morgan Freeman didn't start acting till he was 48. Wow. So I'm telling myself, well, I still got four years before I can start acting. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know? I love it. So it's, it's never too late. So thank you. Thank you you know, for bringing that point about, and many mentors is an amazing idea. And what I have done for myself with creating these podcasts, that's exactly what I'm getting myself into. I'm talking to amazing folks like yourself that have gone through the journey, that have done the amazing things, that have achieved that success. But um, there's a long, there's, there's still ways to go for yourself, absolutely. But from, from my point of view, you know, you've achieved something that a lot of people are wishing to. So for myself, this is my mini mentor session. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's really kind of you to say. And I'm so excited to be here with you, with your audience. This is just an awesome experience. And I really appreciate the kind words. So Absolutely. I Thank you, Adam. I can be as helpful as possible to anyone tuning in, whether it's for this particular podcast session or, or just in general, whether they can you know, find this session of value or find other work that I do of value. My goal really is to help inspire and build the next generation of leaders. Beautiful. Talking about next le- generation of leaders, what are some of the motivations for the thing that you do? I, I, I hear that 
the main thing that that I keep hearing is that you want to help people, and and the reason that you have the many companies that you've generated is to be able to help others, and the reason behind the mini mentors, the thirty minute mentor podcast is around helping others. So what motivates you more than helping others? Well, that's definitely a big part of it. I, I tried to um, lay it out a little bit earlier. I think that everyone should try to think of things in those three buckets. Bucket number one is finding something that you're passionate about. Because if you do what you love, it doesn't feel like work. If you do what you don't love, it feels a lot like work. We've all had jobs that we don't enjoy, that we spend the entire day staring down the clock, and it's a battle between you and the clock, and you just feel so drained at the end of the day. And the end of the day could be 5 p.m., and you feel completely drained. And the end of the workday for me could be 9 p.m., and I feel energized. So find something that you love. Find something that you're passionate about. Number two is find something that you're good at. You could be really passionate about something that you're terrible at. And I don't know that that's for you. I can tell you that I love baseball. I am really passionate about baseball. And at a young age, I realized that I was not going to be a major league baseball player. I realized that after probably a couple of games in Little League. I don't know about a couple of games, but... Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, but what was the age 10 mm -hmm. that I realized I'm not going to be able to play major league baseball. It was the age that I understood how good major league baseball players are and how good I'm not. And, and how good I'll never be relative to these guys. So mm -hmm. I could work as hard as possible for the rest of my life. And I'm never going to be, I mean, Cal Ripken who was the best shortstop in baseball at the time, or right. Alex Rodriguez or whoever right now is Mike Trout. So find something that you're really passionate about, but also find something that you're good at. And if you can find something that you're passionate about and find something that you're good at, and it's also something that helps other people and helps society and makes a positive contribution, mm. that's awesome. So those are the things that I really try to look at and think about and how I spend my time and spend my life. That's the trifecta. Exactly. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. You got to, you got to love what you, you got to find something that you're good at. Find something that's, that you always, I'm getting it wrong. <laughs> find something that you love to do and also good at, and how it can help the world be a better place. I might have jumbled it all up. You're, you're right on the money. Well, Adam, at this point of the conversation, we'd like to ask some fun questions from our guests. All these questions are fun, so. Yes, all right. And I might already know the answer to this, but let's, let's go into it anyways. What is, the one hobby that you wish you got into? I wish that I would have developed some kind of artistic skill, which I don't necessarily have. 
the closest skill that I have to any kind of art is my content creation, mm. which doesn't make me an artist. I, I, I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. I'm a content creator, but I'm not an artist. And I would have loved to have developed some kind of skill around creating art because it's so different from the way my brain works now. And it's so different from what I'm into. I think it would have just helped me become a a more better rounded person. Nice. You know what? I'm a user experience designer without an artistic bone in my body. Interesting. (laughs) Because all I do is I put squares and circles together to make an interface. I mean, I know where things should go. So that's my artistic ability. But I never went into art or, you know, did design things. But it's something that I I got good at. And, and I, found, I found joy in, in creating these solutions. Because, again, it, it was all coming down to how am I helping others with what I'm designing? And it's been, it. it's been pretty amazing. I love that. All right, next question. What did you want to be when you were a child? Well, I wanted to run a baseball team. I wanted to be the general manager of the Angels. I wanted to lead a baseball team and still be a ton of fun. But the Angels have a good general manager right now, so I'm not yeah. going after a job. I'm good with building yeah. up. Well, you could always own the Angels just like Gary Vee's trying to buy the Jets. I need a couple more dollars for that. Okay, okay. I need, I need a multiple of a couple more <laughs> dollars for that. All right, sounds good. All right, next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Favorite movie of all time, Casablanca. But so many great movies. I love The Godfather. Mm -hmm. I love The Sting. That was a great movie. We could talk movies all day and all night on this show. Nice. Favorite TV show of all time is Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Oh, my God. Anything better than Seinfeld ever made? My God. Everybody uses that same formula. Like every new show that I see has six characters in there. Who are the six on Seinfeld? No, Seinfeld doesn't have six. There's two. There, so there's four main characters, but then there's right. two additional ones that come and go all the time. But in these new shows, they they like to stick with six because they can pair up. You know, they can like. It's 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 pretty interesting. For right. Seinfeld has the four great characters, and they have all these great secondary characters. Yes. Yes. Jerry Stiller just passed away. Rest yeah. But what a great character, mm-hmm. Frank yeah. Costanza. And- I mean, Newman, yes. is there a better character than George Costanza? Is there a better character than Kramer? Is there, we could just go on and on. We could, yeah, exactly. What a show. Just, just amazing show. Um, one of the best. So, so story about Seinfeld. I didn't watch Seinfeld when it was actually airing because I was in the States. Um, I did catch up on it late in. So basically binge watched on DVDs. And I would come to work and I would quote Seinfeld all day long. It was, it was some of the best times ever. I hear you. 
I mean, what a show. And, and then Jerry goes on to create another amazing show. It's not the same, but, you know, getting coffee in cars with comedians. And what's funny is that there's people copying that show with their own silly little things. It's, it's hilarious. Jerry and Larry David, I mean, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Talk about mm-hmm. one of the all-time great shows. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I tried watching um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I, I didn't find Kramer in there. <laughs> and I didn't find Jerry in there. I'm sure there's Jerry in there, but there was, there was just too much, like you're just curbing too George. Yes, too much George. <laughs> I got anxiety watching that show. I love George. But yeah, that's that's absolutely and it's it's going on it's it's in its tenth year, I think. Just fabulous. All right, next question. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Hmm. That's an interesting one. Thanks. What movie would I choose if I got to play a character in it? It would definitely not be The Godfather. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what TV show I would definitely not want to be in. That's Ozark, <laughs> which I just Ozark, finished yeah. watching. Because in Ozark, everyone dies. Oh, my God. Every episode, there's a new character that gets knocked out. So. Oh, my God. That's not the show that I want to be on. I mm-hmm. like watching it. But <laughs> what TV show would I want to be a character on? What TV show would you want to be a character on? That's a good question. I've never thought about it for myself. man. I don't know. On Seinfeld, everyone gets made fun of. I don't know that I want to be on Seinfeld. I, I, yeah, that's true. The girl with the nose, the girl with the tummy. <laughs> man hands. And man. I don't do low talk. I don't do I do you really want to be on Seinfeld? I don't know. I don't want to be Joe Davala. <laughs> It's true, true. Maybe, maybe I could be the soup Nazi, you know. <laughs> Another great character. Yep. All right, cool. So we we figured out which shows you don't want to be on. I think <laughs> another show I would not would not want to be on is Game of Thrones, unless I get to be, uh, I get to be, well, you know, what's his name, the main. The crow, the crow guy, Jon Snow. If I get to, I have John actually Snow. never watched Game of Thrones. Sorry. Okay, no worries. Or, or um, what's that man? What's that um, other show? The Walking Dead. Or, I don't want to be a zombie. You don't want to be a zombie. No. Um. And then there's uh, actually one of my guests, Heather Parody. She was a zombie on the tenth season. Of Walking Dead, she got to be a zombie, play a zombie character. So that was fun for her. But yeah, that's that's so awesome. Um, we'll go to the next question. Let's see if we, we could find something. I think to answer your question, how about Forrest Gump? I think that would be fun. Oh yeah. man, that is the ultimate. Classic. You get to experience all these key moments in life. Oh my God, Forrest Gump! It's an amazing movie. 
Amazing. Uh, earlier, we were talking about these uh, other movies, you know, classical movies like What About Bob or uh, Groundhog Day and The Rocketeer, really classic cult movies. All right, next one. Who is your favorite superhero? Or what's your superhero power? Um, you know, I'm not a comic book kind of guy. Mm -hmm. I don't, don't want to disappoint you and your listeners. No, I'm not a big... I actually did interview Eric Roberts a couple of weeks ago or maybe a month ago. Nice. But, uh, and I know he's in Batman, mm -hmm. but I'm not a huge consumer of the Batman and Superman content. I, I do like, uh, we're, we're talking about Seinfeld. Yeah. And do you know where I'm going with this? The classic Seinfeld episode. Classic Seinfeld. Superman. They're real, they're real and they're spectacular. Mm -hmm. So that's about as close to uh, Superman as, as I get. Yeah. But my, my personal superpower, I can't fly. Mm-hmm. I can't climb buildings. Mm -hmm. We were talking about my ability to climb the stairs in my apartment building, yeah. which I can do. I can't really climb Mount Everest. The last time I went hiking, I skinned my knee. So, oh, man. Um, I try to be a little bit careful. But I'd like to think of my superpower as my ability to connect with people. And nice. it's really grounded in a genuine desire to get to know anyone who I'm connecting with. I love people. I truly love all kinds of people, mm -hmm. people of all ages, people of all backgrounds, people of all interests. I've always been someone who has just loved getting to know, building relationships with anyone and everyone. Nice. And in such, a, um, in, in such an interesting way, it's manifested itself in different ways of my life clearly in my personal life and friendships, but in my professional life with my different businesses and now with this podcast, the ability to be able to share the relationships that I have with the world and to share these conversations with the most successful people on how they've become successful mm -hmm. with listeners is just something that I love doing. And it's just reflected in my superpower. Nice. I really like it. I really like it. All right. Next question. If you were a board game, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> these, are, these are some interesting questions. I've, I could tell you, I've guested on a lot of podcasts. And yeah. Ask me these. If I was a board game, what would I be? I could tell you the board game I like playing the most, which is backgammon. I love playing backgammon. Backgammon. Okay. I love backgammon. So that's my game. So if anyone listening ever wants to play backgammon with me and we're allowed to meet within six feet of each other, yeah, hit me up. Nice. You can find me on Instagram at Adam Mendler. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Mendler. Just hit me up on either platform and message me and say, Adam, I was listening into this podcast and I heard that you like backgammon. Want to play? The answer <laughs> is yes, absolutely. You name the time and the place. And we'll be there. Nice. Backgammon. You know, I never understood how to play that game. Maybe I never really gone too deep. I, I was never a good. I never really played games, to, <laughs> to say the least. Board games, I played some. 
sports games. I played some, but I was never into like anything deeply because I'm more of a I'm more of a tech I'm more of a tech junkie than than anything else. But I find myself going back and you know enjoying the simpler things in these crazy times. Cool man, backgammon. I, I'm gonna have to look that up and and see how to play this game. Maybe you could teach me. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we know where we can find you through uh, LinkedIn, through Instagram, and uh, AdamMendler.com. Thank you so much for your time, Adam. I really appreciate it. We learned a lot from you. We learned a lot about your journey and all the amazing things that you're doing for the folks around you. And by creating the 30 minute mentor podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This was a ton of fun. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed some of these really interesting questions at the end and just enjoyed the opportunity to get to share some time with you and with your listeners. Fantastic. Hope, uh, to have the opportunity to uh, do this again. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll, we'll definitely connect again and, uh, you know, have some more conversations. Um, and um, love to learn about, you know, how you love writing and creating content because that's something that I'm also passionate about. Sounds great. Fantastic. All right. Have a great day. You too. Congratulations. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hexandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website.